Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to Brain Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com, where smart happens. Hi, I'm Marshall Brain with today's question. How do they make olive oil? Or where does olive oil come from? Most people come into contact with olives in one of three ways. There are the olives that go on pizzas and into dinner entrees. They either come fresh or they come from a can. Second, there are the olives with pimentos that go into martinis. And then third, there's olive oil. Now, in my case, there was a fourth way. When I was a kid, I grew up in Huntington Beach, California, which is in Southern California near L.A., and we lived in this little subdivision that the developer had planted an olive tree in the front yard of every house. So when I was a little kid, these olive trees would produce olives every year and we would have olive fights with them. So the fourth way to experience olives is through olive fights. But ignoring that, it seems odd, but 
olives, whether you're having fights with them or buying them at the store, have oil in them. Not only do the seeds have oil in them, like all seeds do, like sesame seeds and soybeans and corn, they all have oil in them. Olive seeds have oil in them, but also the fleshy part has olive oil in its cells as well. So to make olive oil, what you have to do is you have to release the oil from the cells of the flesh as well as the cells from the seed. Or if you're making a really high-end boutique olive oil, you take the seeds out and you just get the oil from the flesh. So the first step in making olive oil is to go out to your olive orchard, which you've planted somewhere, and harvest the olives at just the right time. You don't want them to be too unripe or you get acidy kind of olive oil, and you don't want them to be too ripe or you get disgusting olive oil. You want them to be just the right level of ripeness. You harvest those olives. You could either rake them out of the tree or you could climb up in the tree and hit them with your hands or um, you know, maybe there's a mechanical shaker like they use on some nut trees, though I doubt olive people would be the sorts to use mechanical shakers. So you harvest these olives by knocking them out of the tree into some cloths so that you've spread on the ground. Then you wash the olives and separate out as many of the leaves as you can. And now it's time to crush them. So the old-fashioned way to crush them is to take giant granite wheels. So think about the wheel on your car. It's on an axle. There's the wheel and the rubber is hitting the road. Well, imagine making that wheel out of granite. But now imagine making it immense, say four or five feet in diameter, so it weighs about a 1,000 pounds. And you put it on an axle with another big granite wheel on the other side, and you spin them in a tub that you've filled with your olives that you want to crush. So you're going to drive over these olives with your giant 1,000-pound granite wheels for about a half an hour, and you're going to mash that set of olives up into a paste now, that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is with some kind of mechanical shredder kind of thing that uses blades to finally chop up the olives. But either way, what you're getting is this paste that consists of the olive flesh as well as the olive seeds all ground up and finely minced. You take that and you need to let it sit for about an hour. So let me pause for a second here. As I'm recording this, there's someone listening in the background, and a question has come in. The question is, what does an olive seed look like? Because usually when you get olives, the seeds have been removed. Now, if you have olive fights with olives as little kids, you see the seeds all the time. That's the best part. So the seed is sort of like a miniaturized peach pit. It's very hard, like a peach pit is, and it's just one of them at the center of the olive. And to make an olive with pimentos, they push that seed out and put a pimento in its place and that's why you never see the seeds. Anyway, so now your paste has been sitting for a half hour or an hour, and the oil has had a chance to kind of separate out and develop, and it's time to extract the oil. You do that in one of two ways. The old-fashioned way is to put the paste in a press and to apply a lot of pressure hydraulically to force the oil out and you have your olive oil. The more modern way is to put the whole blob of paste and a little water into a centrifuge and spin it up and it separates. So you get the seedy kind of stuff on the outside of the centrifuge, then the fleshy kind of stuff, the water-based stuff in the middle, and then in the center of the centrifuge, you get the oil because it's the lightest thing in that package. 
and presto, you have olive oil that's ready to be put in a bottle or a can or wherever it's going to get put so it can be shipped to you. Now, when you go to buy olive oil at the grocery store, you've seen these designations. There's virgin olive oil and extra virgin olive oil and olive oil, olive oil, and refined olive oil. What's the difference between all these different kinds? Well, the difference between virgin and extra virgin has to do with acidity. So both of these things have been processed using the process we just discussed, where you crush the olives, you don't heat them up to a high temperature, you don't use any chemicals for oil extraction, you just crush them, you let them sit, then you press or centrifuge the oil out of it. Either way, you're going to get virgin or extra virgin olive oil, but the difference is based on the acidity. The lowest acidity gets called extra virgin olive oil. If it's higher acidity, it's virgin olive oil. If it has too high of acidity, you can't call it either, and you have to do something else with it. And in that case, you might send it through some kind of process or blending to try to bring down that acidity level. And then there's also what you can do after the fact. So with that paste you have left over, there's still some oil left in it. You might try to extract olive oil from that using heat or chemicals. And then that's just plain old olive oil or refined olive oil, probably not used for cooking, but used for something else. Now, having learned all about olive oil, I will tell you one thing that kind of disappoints me, and that's the fact that in this subdivision, there were hundreds of houses, which meant hundreds of olive trees and thousands of pounds of olives in all likelihood. If we had been really industrious as children, we could have collected up all those olives and started our own olive oil press, but I guess... For one thing, people in America maybe weren't so interested in olive oil when I was a kid. And second, we weren't quite that industrious. So, till next time. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And don't forget to check out the BrainStuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. You can also follow BrainStuff on Facebook or Twitter at BrainStuffHSW. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.